Hello and welcome back to the Inverted Castle podcast, a Metroidvania enthusiast podcast. I'm your host, Eric Fox, and with me is the sole beneficiary to Dracula's will, Mr. Thomas Blight. I have all of his dark powers. And we need to stop him, but before we can do that, I, need to, I still need to talk to him about our game today, which is Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow. <laughs> the most important thing to do once somebody has acquired the powers of the Dark Lord is, of course, talk to them about video games. Listen, if there is anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I still need to record the podcast. Yes, no, my one, the one thing tying me to this mortal coil. Oh my god. But yeah. Castlevania, a classic. Konami back in 2003 for the GBA. This is another one of uh, um, Koji Igarashi's produced ones, so they follow a similar format to Symphony of the Night. But yeah, this is the first of a duology, the uh, Sorrows, and uh, honestly, I thought it was fantastic. It's pretty good. I This is going to be weird, but I kind of feel like it's derivative of symphony of the night i guess like um to what extent i get i mean there's only so many times you can do oh let's have you play the um anti-hero with the dark powers uh i guess um for me personally i think this is more a lot more or less a more streamlined version of symphony of the night uh, Storyline-wise, there's not a lot, and we'll probably get into that for the like five <laughs> minutes that'll take. Um, but I feel like being on a handled console with uh, like fewer buttons, regardless, but also just reducing its scope. But I think what it added to it was a lot of fun, fairly silly, but also like really easy to play and like kind of finish in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, I mean, like I enjoyed my time with it. I just also sort of felt like it i mean the the big innovation is the soul system yeah. and then otherwise it's pretty rote i guess for castlevania which isn't necessarily a bad thing yeah they added souls which are just like every monster in the game has an associated ability with it and they'll be either like a projectile a uh, an activated like a uh, constant effect or a passive stat bonus of sorts there are like over a hundred different enemies, I think, and each one with a more or less unique ability, some more unique than others, but uh, that kind of bounces out the reduced complexity of equipment, of which you only get weapon, armor, and accessory, as opposed yeah. to Symphony of Night, which had a, uh, Alucard could equip shield and like uh, boots and different, like all kinds of different things, but really what mattered was the weaponry and shield. Yeah, I did not bother getting all of the souls. Nobody's got time for that. Yeah, part of the problem with that is in this game, it's a random drop to get souls. And for the most part, you're going to run into a bunch as you go. But if you're trying to get them all, that requires far more grinding than I think the reward, which I believe is a nun burger, uh, just to say you could. There is an actual reward, I thought, in the Chaos Realm. I remember reading about yeah, I think it's. I think what it is is a accessory that gives you infinite mana. That's that, that's at least kind of cool, right? It now you can is, spam all those souls that you have. It is, but by that point, it's doesn't matter. That's fair. 
<laughs> like you've already not only like yeah you've been the game like you also have to get the souls from the things in the chaos realm the final dungeon so at that point all you have really left is the final boss which if you've been grinding out souls you should be able to kill way faster than you'll run out of mana even if you don't have items to restore mana which you'll probably also just you know have the yeah. money for if not just passively have collected them and i actually went and sold most of my inventory to afford the ring that increases the soul drop rate yeah and i mean you may as well because a lot of uh, equipment just becomes obsoleted yeah and honestly i didn't find that it um helped that much like i was expecting it to be like oh kill one or two definitely get the soul uh, um, it's still a grind it's still a grind uh yeah the soul eater ring costs an absurd amount of gold from the uh the one shop you get there's some some equipment like the gold set like there's a gold sword and gold armor basically useless as like like for their intended purpose but worth a lot of money as well as there's a few other money tricks you could do, uh, including a glitch. But yeah, there is a problem that the actual drop rates aren't amazing across the board, and so even doubling that is still not... <laughs> yeah, and there's no pity timers. Either. There's no pity timers. Yeah, you never get the guaranteed drop. You could theoretically grind forever. <laughs> theoretically. Oh, man. Just imagining the one person who's like, man, this game really sucks. <laughs> Just because their luck is awful. Their luck is awful, but they're so obstinate that they refuse to not stop. No, 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 I'm beating this. I mean, I thought it was weird that they never gave you anything after they give you that one soul at the very in beginning of the game. But <laughs> uh. There are a few guaranteed boss uh, drops throughout the castle. Yeah. As well as like a few just ability souls, which are the classic of like this is this is um you get the double jump, you get slide move to get into tight spaces. It's uh, what like I guess half of the uh, exploration is hindered by is those, and then another half by uh, certain guaranteed uh, ability drops. Yeah, I I wasn't super into some of the ability ones. They're like. Essentially, keys being part of the abilities. Mostly Undini or Undine. I don't know. Um, it depends on if you're an Undertale fan or not. Undine? You, you, yeah. You're either an Undertale fan and it's Undine, or you're a Tales of Symphonia fan and it's Undine. And I've already forgotten the name of the other one. Uh, Skula. Skula, yeah. Um, or Skulla. I don't know. I feel like. Those probably could have been ability souls without being too bad. I mean, that passive slot is not the most important one in the world. Yeah, and or they could have just like a so for the uninitiated, uh, Undyne lets you walk on water, which there are a couple of places that lets you get to higher ledges before you get like any means of uh, like flight or infinite jump, uh, and Skula lets you sink into the water to explore underwater areas. Specifically for Undine, that one, there's really no point in it being a uh, thing you need to equip and unequip every time, because you could already just hold down and jump into the water while you're walking on it. Yeah. So that was a bit of a missed opportunity. Like, I get with Skula, but also, considering that you can go into the menu and turn these abilities on and off regardless, yeah, it, it just meant that 
you're always a little hampered. Just yeah. like you, you want a better buff in that slot in your soul slot, but it's got to be eaten up by your uh, dive, <laughs> your diving suit, for lack of a better word. Admittedly, I spent the pretty much the entire time I didn't have one of those two on, uh, with the luck plus one on, being like, this will get me more souls, right? I'm pretty sure that small amount of luck does not matter. But you can't say for certain. <laughs> I could look up the formulas. Someone's probably obsessive enough to have recorded them. Yeah, I'm sure. But like any drops you got while it was on, hey, you never know. Maybe, maybe you wouldn't have gotten it otherwise. But uh, yeah, it's either that. But there are a couple of other like passive buff ones that are interesting. Like uh, one you need for the end game, Succubus, lets you heal up every time you do an attack, and then you can pair that with a uh, rapidly attacking weapon. Very good for randomizers, I will say that. Oh yeah, you mentioned that you had done some randomizers. Uh, yeah, uh, this game has a pretty great one, if uh, like not particularly extensive, although there is one, and I think that's still in development, that kind of gets a little spicier, but uh, yeah, it, it lets you uh, replay the, the game without all the cutscenes and whatnot, uh, and it uh, randomizes what abilities you get in what order, and like where different items and weapons and all that stuff. Like your um, progression changes because uh, if you if instead of getting the double jump, you instead get the speed boost. There are certain things you can still get to with just that, even if you don't get any height. Uh, it's a lot of fun, I will say. Uh, if, especially if you start trying to tackle bosses way out of order, or if you get certain uh, weapons that you'll never see in the main game, regardless. Uh, in particular, the boss rush uh, rewards. There are yeah. some fun. There are some fun uh, weapons there, but they're not as good as the cleave Salish, So yeah, that's true. True, I didn't mess with the um, boss rush weapons. Yeah, it's, boss it's, rush at all. It's a timed. You fight a bunch of bosses, not all of them, but most of them. And if you can beat a certain time, then you get rewarded with uh, the Valman way, which is a really quick. Uh, sword in front of you does like three slashes in an instant and doesn't stop your movement or like actions at all it's uh <laughs> it's powerful especially with succubus um you also get the positron rifle which is mostly just a fun little <laughs> ranged attack laser uh on a stick oh yeah i did actually try to use the handgun a little bit speaking of guns in this game <laughs> you poor soul had that work out for you uh it was on one of the iron golems and i was like well if i'm dealing one damage anyway um, I never went back and killed the iron golems. Oh, did you never get the killer mantle soul? Nope. Yeah, that's the only, basically the only reasonable way to kill it. Uh, the killer mantle swaps M MP and HP of the uh, monster. Iron golems have no MP, so they just instantly die. Ah, uh, the, f the funnel kill with MP. Pretty much. Although there are some enemies that have way more MP than HP, and they'll make them basically unkillable. So you know, watch yourself. But hmm. weird. Yeah, it was. It's fun. There are like a bunch of fun, silly things in this game, as far as souls and equipment. Like uh, the last, actually, it's I think it's the third last uh, weapon uh, you get for completing the boss rush is Excalibur. But Soma ain't no king of England, so there's a giant <laughs> rock at the end of it, <laughs> and it's a hammer type. It's basically a hammer. It's really slow. I think it still does holy damage. Uh, but it's just Soma swinging this giant club of a holy sword. There's the, I think, uh, one of the souls you can get from the, like, kung fu maids is a giant vacuum cleaner. 
that if you rub it against the enemy, you start sucking health out of it. Uh, you can get the Jojo summon, where uh, you click it, and then he, Soma does the aura, 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 and uh, there's a ghost that just starts punching forever in front of you, as long as you got the mana. I see. I definitely did not get that one. Oh, you poor soul. Yeah, what what was your uh, main equip set, I guess? My main equip set? Or just uh, any notable ones you found along the way. I mean, so I did a really annoying thing where I accidentally managed to delete my save and had to revert to the last save state I had made with the advanced collection save state functionality. I remember you mentioned this. You had to refight death? Yes. Uh, And the annoying thing as well is that there were some souls that I didn't get again until like the very end of the game. Oh no, which ones? Most particularly Lightning Doll. Lightning Doll is probably one of the most efficient spells. Yeah. Gotta say. It's uh. A lot of power, not a lot of uh, mana cost for what it does, and it hits multiple times. Yeah, so I also stuck with the Disc Armor soul for a long time. Oh, I actually never got that one in my main playthrough, nor either of the randomizer playthroughs I've done since we last spoke. It's cool, it's got a double hit. Ooh, you just kind of throw a, like, saw blade out? Yeah, like, you you do fairly similar to what the the enemy does. Okay, that's neat. Yeah, those were the ones that I think vexed me the most. It was like, oh, I want that lightning again. Give me that lightning. You want that lightning. By the end of the game, I was using Red Minotaur for the active weapon one, which is just the, the giant axe swing. It spins around basically full screen and hits several times. It is, I think, the most straightforward way of killing the final final boss. Oh yeah, it made the final final boss very easy, because it just turned into pump all of the mana into this. Yeah, it just hits full screen, does a ton of damage, eats through your mana, but if you've been hoarding uh, MP potions like I do, so it's fine. I I did the exact same thing. Which I had. Actually, weirdly, I, uh, I don't know why I did it, but I used a lot of the health potions in the Chaos Realm leading up to the boss. I was like, oh no, I don't have enough health. <laughs> oh no! Now I'm going to have to dip into all of my mana potions and just try to kill this before it kills me. I mean, that's a strat, you know, offense uh, and the defense and how they are the best of each other. Yeah. Yeah, up until the Chaos Realm, I was kind of messing around. Uh, I used the uh, Student Witch Soul a lot, which is just throw out a little kitty that runs across the screen. (laughs) Just for flavor, honestly. I just, I think it's funny. I also got the waiter skeleton one. Uh, that one's the curry? It is the curry. I kept expecting it to have, like, persistent damage. Yeah, but it does have uh, a taunt effect. Yeah? Okay, I never picked up on the taunt effect. Yeah, uh, if you throw it out, then uh, enemies will focus on it instead of you and basically allow you to do free stuff for as much as you want. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's a, there are a lot of things, like... Part of what I like about this game is that, you know, especially when you're doing the randomizer and getting new souls every time you're playing through, you get to, like, you know, fuck around a little bit. Try out different stuff. I never really messed around with that many of the R souls. Usually whenever I'd get a new one, I'd just throw it on for a little bit. Uh, it was hard to get rid of the JoJo one because it actually was pretty effective. Yeah. Uh, it didn't do a lot of damage, but a lot of enemies were like still getting like hit stunned by it. So like while it's going, uh, just use my weapon for actual damage. Yeah, I used Imp for a fairly long time, and I was like, this Imp is not actually doing anything. 
No, um, there's another one that's like it called Alistor, but it's like a really, really late game soul. Oh yeah, that's one of the, the that's the sword enemy in the Chaos Realm, right? Ex- yeah, you, you're not getting it until the very, very end of the game when it's not, no longer useful. But yeah. if you get it in a randomizer, it's great because it's cheap and it actually does pretty solid damage. It's just a big sword that fl- flies around you and homes in on enemies. Yeah, so for, for the R slot... By the end of the game, I was using Giant Ghost and pretty much didn't change off of that once I got Giant Ghost, which is a shield. Oh, it's just negate or uh, increase your defense? I think increase defense, because things still did some damage to me. Okay, like, fair enough, uh, especially if you're running into uh, health concerns at the very end. Yeah, and there's one really weird passive one that I never actually figured out how to use. It's was it zombie general the one that you can apparently negate damage by holding up and jumping? Yeah, something like or that. Or something. I'm not sure if that's a mistranslation or if the timing is just absolutely ridiculous. Because I've only ever seen that in a randomizer, and I could never get it to work. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't get it to work either, and I was like, I'm, okay, I'm just gonna give up on this. There are better ones, like uh. If you were to try and get most or all the souls, then uh, there's one called Headhunter, which just increases all your stats based on how many souls you got. Oh yeah, Headhunter remained the best thing to equip for bosses in that slot for a long time. Pretty much. There are other ones that give uh, bonuses to single stats, but that one's just across the board pretty good. I don't know. We should probably actually talk about... Plot? Story? Yeah, the (laughs) plot, as it were. Because this one's... A little unique in that it starts about 35, 36 years after Dracula actually, for real, honestly died. Asterisk. With an asterisk. uh, He he got his power in the castle locked into an eclipse, like you do. Hmm. And it's been like 36 years or so, and on the eve of an eclipse, Soma and his childhood friend are at a shrine in Japan. And they get sucked into the castle inside of the eclipse. Yeah. Alucard, oh sorry, spoiler alert, Genya Arikado. Oh yeah, that's so subtle. It's, oh, like, who who could have seen that twist coming? This is not, like, <laughs> there are maybe, like, eight interactions in the entire game with every character, and that's the storyline how it's presented, so if it sounds like we're skipping over some things, we're really not. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of shows up and is like, "Hey, I, you, you should probably explore the castle. There's something you should do." I think yeah. I think he wanted Soma to basically destroy the source of Dracula's power, and that is chaos. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that would make sense if he knew Graham was coming for it, right? Yeah. Um, which There's this... who the heck is Graham? He's just some guy from the church. He is a missionary. Yeah, you run into this guy, Graham, and he introduces himself as a missionary, and Soma's instantly like, yeah, he's a cool guy. And then uh, you meet this other lady named Yoko Belnades. Uh, I think she's also from the church, and she's like, you, I got, I'm here to stop Graham. He's a, he's a, he's a dick. And Soma's like, what? That guy? No, he's my friend. And well, then the next... sorry, uh, I guess, slight detail, Belnades is the other family along with the Belmonts that yes. uh, fight Dracula. Yeah, they're like a, I don't know, like cousins or something? Vaguely related, also have magic powers. Yeah, Soma doesn't, like, trust that, oh no, Graham's pretty cool. Immediate next cutscene, Graham's like, I was born on the day Dracula died, so 
I'm the new Dracula, I guess. Bye. And then the next one you see him after that, he's stabbing a person. And then he's stabbing Yoko, the very next cutscene. Yeah. It's like, I I don't know, it's just like, is this a guy who just learned about Dracula and he's like, yep, I, that should be my destiny. There's not a lot to him. You don't get a lot, and then he, and then you know, you fight him, and he dies, and he's just like, oh wait, no, Soma's the one who could have, who has the soul grabbing ability. He's he's the one. He is the true heir to uh, Dracula's throne. Yeah, presumably he already knew that when you tell him about your dark power, and he's like, <gasps> yeah. When he hears that, he's like, oh, I get better. Hurry on my machination so I can get powerful enough to kill you or something. Also, anyone could apparently have, like, taken the dark power. I mean, it wouldn't be, like, full. Apparently. I don't know. It's just kind of there, and Graham's got it, and he has a Dracula's classic move set. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like this game leaves a lot unexplained. They're just like, whatever. It's a Castlevania game. Just do it. Just do it. Just fight the. Get to the point and fight the Dracula guy, and then yeah. you fight the Chaos Demon guy. And then you're done. Except it's funny because they're also clearly like wanting to mix it up from the formula because you're Dracula and you're fighting not Dracula for control of Dracula's castle. Yeah, you do fight a Belmont. Uh, we should probably mention that around this time you run into a character named Jay. Or rather, for one cutscene, his name is Jay. And he's like, okay, I've had amnesia for 36 years around the time when Dracula was defeated. I bet that's important. And then the next cutscene, he's like, I remember now. I'm Julius Belmont. I killed Dracula. Well, bye. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly why he has amnesia. Cano I think canonically he's the strongest Belmont or whatever. Like, we never got the Julius game, but, like, he's the one who killed Dracula. Uh, and if you've ever seen Koji Igarashi in, like, promotional videos or something... He always dresses and looks exactly like Julius. <laughs> it's I'm pretty sure Julius is his uh, OC self-insert, do not steal. <laughs> I see. So, I guess in, in the tradition of bad things happening to the Belmonts, Julius had, had lost his memory, yeah. And then you, you have to fight him again, also in the tradition of, if you're not playing a Belmont, you will fight the Belmont. Yep, basically as a... Uh, if not final, then on the way to the final. Uh, Sometimes you fight the Belmont even if you are the Belmont. Yeah, kinda. Although, no, that's that's your mentor in Circle of the Moon. He's not a Belmont, right? I can't remember. It's been far too long since I played Circle of the Moon. and That's a, that's a different, like, way in the past from this game, I think. Circle of the Moon was two years before this one. Uh, I mean, in-game in, in timeline-wise. Oh, yes, in-game timeline, <laughs> yes. That I don't know, but uh, like they literally rapid-fired these GBA ones. Circle of the Moon yeah. was 2001, Harmony of Dissonance was 2002, and Aria of Sorrow was 2003. Man. And then Dawn is 2005. And yeah, Dawn of Sorrow, like, I guess someone liked these characters. They clearly probably put way more pre-planning into them than what ended up in the actual game. Mm -hmm. uh, so they all show up again in the sequel, and... I guess there's a bit more. Uh, there's certainly a better uh, bonus-like mode. Like in this one, after you beat the game, uh, there's Julius mode, where it's more of a uh, action-focused ca like Castlevania, where you 
you play as Julius with his moveset, and it's okay if Arcadian kind of not the strength of these uh, more exploratory games, but the uh, the task, the Tulis's speedrun is fantastic. The quickest way to move is to instantly jump and like dive kick back down within a frame. I see. So it's just him, him yelling as he does this little uh, kick dance across the uh, across the castle. It's great. <laughs> Which reminds me, um, the jumper skeleton was the weirdest thing in this. It's the only regular enemy that has a permanent ability soul. Yeah, it's a little, it's a funny little guy. He's a skeleton with a scarf, and he does the dive kick. And you don't get to do the dive kick unless you kill him and steal his soul. Yeah. And it's not a soul you equip. It's just a permanent ability. And he's the only one, and there's only one, I think, in the game. Just uh, on the way to uh, the true final ending. Yep. It's, uh, I like him. And the soul isn't necessary. Uh, you can do some shenanigans uh, if, if you were to, say, get in a randomizer to, like, bounce off of candles and whatnot to get a bit more height. But other than that... It's it doesn't do any damage basically. Uh, will likely all always get you hurt if you try to use it offensively, but it's fun. Yeah, like the slide. It does technically deal damage, and so I just ran through zombies like that until you get the dash. Which they put the dash at the end of the exploration with only two bosses left to go. Why? If you had perhaps. Uh, main-lined toward uh, Graham, the uh, the f- fake final boss, uh, getting it then and then using it to kind of, like, hunt out anything you missed it is convenient, but, man, not getting it early in a randomizer sucks. Mm. It's so convenient because it's so fast and so cheap and does damage. Yeah. I mean, I love dashes, so... You do love dashes, and this this game does have a backdash of sorts but it's not really useful yeah and it was i i definitely tried to do a bunch of animation canceling which did not actually work in this one at least on most of the sword weapons yeah this actually i think i think it might have been intentional there are some swords that look worse um like the katana set which has the like vertical slice but it does get canceled upon landing so uh unlike other ones of its ilk yeah, the the like standard straight swords seemed to not be able cancelable except by backdash, which you know is still sort of useful. But I was used to Symphony of Night, the Night, like jumping, Everything. slashing right before you land, so that you can slash again the moment that you land. Yeah, I will say that um, whether or not a weapon could be cancelled from like a landing from a jump really determined whether or not I was ever going to use it. No, I mean I. I mostly stuck with the straight swords, so... Yeah, part of, like, in my main playthrough, I knew where the um, the giant, cancelable, holy sword with almost the best stats in the game. Uh, I think it's just shy of a random, like, an incredibly rare drop from the final guard enemy, which is just a bunch of health in a giant armor guy. Yeah, the Cleave Salish, I think is how it's pronounced. It looks like Claim. <laughs> Salace, so forgive me if I can't read Gaelic or whatever that is. How dare you? How dare you I not know. be an expert on all pronunciations? Although, speaking of the localization, I feel like they screwed up the localization on a couple things, at least they sure in the did. version I was playing, where we've, we've got, like, Ronganus's. You got the, yeah, the Ronganus Lance. <laughs> 
Actually, early game, you know what I used? I used I got a lucky rare drop off Ooh. of uh, the witch, I think. Okay. Of I've forgotten the name of the lance now. Oh no. But it was by far my most powerful weapon for a really long time. <laughs> was it like a lightning lance? Um, it's just a lance that's like orange or brown. It doesn't have any uh, elemental affinity, I thought. Yeah. Again, there's an elemental system in this game, but outside of holy and dark, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, like, there's that, uh, like, armor that specifically says that it's more resistant to water attacks. I think there might be one water attack in the game. It's from, like, the first enemy you see, almost. The merman. Oh, the merman's water gun? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's it. Maybe maybe some of the other aquatic things, but they mostly just run into you, so who knows. Yeah, I was expecting there to be a lot more in the way of elemental stuff. No, nah, that's that's what makes the Cleave Salish so good, is like almost everything's weak to holy, mm. or at the very least neutral, so you just cleave through it. Outside of the Julius fight, because he's a Belmont and thus holy elemental, and that's where you switch to the Darkness Sword, which is otherwise useless because everything resists it. Mm. Wait, I think I just fought him with... I think I had a neutral weapon, because I hadn't figured out how to get into the, the uh, waterfall yet there. Oh, yeah. The waterfall was actually like the last thing I did. The waterfalls is um, pretty much completely optional, but it's like it requires you to like look at... There's a little engraving that looks like an enemy, and you have to know that, okay, I can use that enemy's soul to like charge past the waterfall. It's... Uh, one of the ones that transforms you into this giant beast and you just kind of tear across the screen. Mostly useless in normal gameplay, but hey, it solved that thing. Yeah, so I did most of the end game with... There are two that are described as Dragon Slayer swords, Ascalon and Balmung. Yeah, Balmung was uh, useful until I got uh, I used got the there. straight sword one. Which I don't remember which one it is now. That would probably be Ascalon, because I'm pretty sure Balmong, it was a big guy that you needed to backdash with. Um, I'd occasionally swap to it if I just needed beef damage, but otherwise, like, ugh, too slow. But yeah, it was a very long straight sword. Um, and, like, wide? I don't know, because it, like, it's a magically large sword <laughs> projection, I guess is what I would call it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like this is—it's not a very long game, so yeah, it—it—it it is developed for a handheld system, and I think in that context, I think this has a—it's still like impressively expansive for like compared to I don't know others on the same system. I can't think of uh, others outside of the uh, other two Castlevania games. I think there was a Shaman King <laughs> game that was similar, but never played it. I mean. There's Metroid Fusion, but... Yeah, well, I mean, it's... it's We haven't talked about that one, so she... <laughs> yeah, the only other things I have are Shantae, uh, Shaman King, and Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Yeah. Which I think is pretty weakly a Metroidvania, if it even is one. Yeah, that one... I mean, hey, maybe we should check it out and determine once and for all as the, uh, the uh, sole arbiters on this case. Yes, we are... <laughs> Clearly the gatekeepers of what gets to be called a Metroidvania or not. But anyway, uh, yeah, for being on the GBA, it also had pretty good music, at least uh, ha as far as it was uh, for me. I played with it pretty quiet 
uh, a lot of the time. Just because of the the nature of the the switch, I could play it while my wife was watching TV or something. Um, so, admittedly, didn't hear a ton of the music. Um, like it, it's mostly just faithful like recreations or like just in the same style as Castlevania's normally had. But I yeah. found that on the GBA, a lot of the time its sound chip just grates a little too much. But uh, I didn't really find that here. But there is like. In the, I think it's in the true ending. There's like a brief, play, like bloody tears, reference. Oh, okay. Um, and I was like, I get what you're doing here. I get ya. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that reminds me of the uh, the 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 fake uh, game over or alternate game over if you beat the or if you die after unlocking the uh, true final boss. Oh yeah, I got that naturally. Because yeah. I had no health potions. <laughs> so you got to see it, like, just legitimately. I just knew it was there, so I just uh, intentionally died uh, at one point. Yeah, so what the scene is, uh, essentially a throwback to uh, the beginning of Symphony of the Night, and maybe the end of Rondo of Blood, I forget, where Julius comes to confront Soma, and he's sitting on Dracula's throne, sipping a goblet of presumably blood, and throws the... Uh, glass uh, fade to black yeah because there was enough talk and they're about to have at each other yes yeah if you fail after unlocking the true end it's essentially implied that soma becomes new dracula he lost the uh his will to chaos yeah he lost the battle of wills it's a it's a fun little uh homage and didn't need to happen and uh yeah it's cute it's cute. my annoyance was that it's unskippable so i had to reset the game every time that i got it <laughs> How many times did you get it? Uh, maybe three before I was like, okay, I'm gonna go all the way out of the chaos realm and go buy, buy some potions. Oh, like a good boy. Yeah, I think actually, if you get into deep into the chaos realm only to find that you're just under-equipped, getting back out is a bit of a slog. There's no uh, fast travel like there is for the rest of the castle. I mean, you can giant bat your way through most of the encounters, but yeah, it is a bit of a slog. Yeah, sure. It's still, like, more annoying than it really needed to be. By the time you get to the end, you may as well just have a uh, teleporter there. I don't see why not. I don't know. I never found the teleporters to be in places that were all that convenient, so... They were always a little farther away that, from a save point than, than you'd like. Yeah, they're always a little further than a sa from a save point and a little further from a main junction. I think I think they're supposed to be kind of like in deep in to get around that way, but there at the very least there is one that's near enough to the uh, the shop and also your friend who's kind of hanging out outside. Yep, and Yoko just lying unconscious on the ground after being stabbed. They really don't do a lot with her character or any character. Yeah. Look, we're not going to develop anyone except maybe the childhood friend a little. A little, but also, it is if you've ever seen anything that ever used the phrase childhood friend, you already understand the entirety of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, this isn't, the, you're, you're not here for the plot. Even the true end is kind of just, oh, you did it. You made some friends, and maybe you'll see each other again. And uh, then Dawn of Sorrow happens, and you totally do. Woo. Yeah. Dawn of Sorrow's pretty good, I remember, but... Maybe we'll see that someday. I have never played any of the DS ones. I don't really know why, but I was not that into the genre at that point. 
It seems like you're still not super in love with this style regardless, because all of the DS ones kind of fit this style. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, the RPG part's never been that much of my thing. I think mm. I've said that before. The like somewhat slow and less uh, nimble combat, also not sort of my thing. Did you try out Julius mode? I didn't. I guess I no. should have. I mean, I... Honestly, just a couple of minutes there. It's uh, it's fine. It gets um, extended a whole lot for better and worse in the uh, DS sequel, Dinosauro. But and in this one, yeah, you get you got your whip and all of the uh, the classic Belmont sub weapons, and uh, it's basically just go to town and it's essentially a glorified boss rush. But it's not so much more uh, like nimble than Soma is, except he does have a little uh, invulnerability frame like move which he actually uses on you a whole lot in his fight yeah i'm i enjoyed his fight i think his fight is probably the most fun fight in the game it is it is definitely the most fun fight it's probably the hardest or at the very least the least cheesable with just the right soul yeah yeah and if you've been relying on holy weapons uh he's a wake-up call <laughs> try something <laughs> else loser but yeah any other things uh, uh come to mind um i guess i never said the other games from 2003 oh yeah yeah, what is, yeah, other than uh, the other Castlevania games, what was this competing against? So the the top-rated games in 2003. Yes, I don't know why I'm doing top-rated instead of <laughs> award-winning ones. I'm inconsistent and so is Wikipedia when I where I pull these from. Actually, I think this is top sellers. Whoops. Um, <laughs> Money talks. Pokémon Ruby and Sapphire. Okay. Uh Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh Final Fantasy 10-2. Oh my god, I love dress spheres. <laughs> what? Speaking of getting orbs and getting stronger. Um, Pro Evolution Soccer 3. Speaking of getting orbs and getting stronger. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3. Man, that title sucks. <laughs> yeah, they did the whole thing where they were re-releasing games uh, as Super Mario Advance, and they just put them in the arbitrary order that they put them in. Yeah, they like not a lot of forward facing uh planning on that one. Like I think yeah, Super Mario Advance 1 was just like I think Mario Bros or something. Like uh it it, it wasn't it wasn't a remake of the NES game. And then they started remaking the NES games and decided these were now sequels. For some reason I thought Advance 1 was um the one that isn't actually a Mario game in Japan. Mario, Super Mario 2. I'm not sure. I don't believe so. It was one of the, the early Super Mario Advance releases. I'm but. pretty sure Super Mario Advance 3 is Super Mario uh, t uh, 2, which was Super Mario USA, a.k.a. Doki Doki Panic. And I, I think one of them was Yoshi's Island? I guess we could actually look this up. We've gone on too long about this. Um, yeah, I know. This, is, this isn't a uh, History of Mario podcast. Yeah. Madden NFL 2014. 2004. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they were way ahead of the times. No one caught that. It's wild. Uh, Mario Party 5. Okay. Uh, Enter the Matrix. Enter the Matrix is a game and a half. Um, in that there's an entire half of the game that's just hacking. <laughs> Um, the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Oh my god, 2003, what's up? And Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Pretty good year, except that Final Fantasy X-2 garbage came out in it. Um, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm harsh on X-2, but... Listen, they, they asked what they could do for you. 
It's not what I wanted in a Final Fantasy sequel. You wanted more Tidus? At the very least, less music videos. Uh, To be fair, there's only one. It's just that it's the (laughs) very intro of the game. And it set a tone that I was not into. One too many music videos. I'm sorry. Well, you got you got a uh, an MMO after that one. That's what oh, you yeah. wanted from Final Fantasy, right? Yes, that is exactly what I wanted from Final Fantasy. Spoilers. Ten two is where Final Fantasy jumps the shark. This is my hot takes about a, a game genre that is mm. not the game genre that this podcast is supposed to be about. I'll let this one slide for now, but I'm. I might be able to argue at earlier entries in which sharks were jumped, but <laughs> we'll let we'll we'll let it go for now. But yeah, that was like there's a lot of good games coming out, even like especially for the GBA too. Like that was the third gen gen Pokemon. Yeah. So a lot of long games, uh, and then this one still managed to be kind of a cult hit, and it was the only one from that uh from the system that got like sequels, and uh, Igarashi kept doing his thing. So yeah. But where would you rate this game? Yeah, um, I mean that's an interesting question. So like, it's really gonna be where does it rank with regard to Symphony? I think. Yeah, it's it was enjoyable. I don't particularly care for collection mechanics. Mm. Um, I mean, we mentioned Pokemon. I Pokemon is maybe the one that I will tolerate. Um, <laughs> But anything else that has any sort of mons, no. I, th- I mean, this one has at least as much of catching M all. Yeah. You don't need to do it. And in, uh, in Pokemon, I, I can't remember the last time I had any inclination to get any of M other than the ones I like. Yeah. So it's like, for me, this is definitely... I don't know. I, I keep feeling like I'm just penalizing it for being on the GBA. Of like, this game is not as ambitious as Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. It's not as original as Symphony of the Night, but that's kind of a thing of like, oh, well, yeah, the rest of the Castlevania games that are going to be in the genre aren't going to be as original as Symphony of the Night. And even the other ones on the system, this one is probably the most original. Yeah. Uh, Circle of the Moon has some, has some sauce, but I don't know. So, to me, um, it's... Do I put this, uh, do I form a section of my stack rank I will refer to the, this is a member of a good series, but I just don't love this member particularly, uh, sure. section. Or <laughs> do I put it, <laughs> I don't know, below Maze of Gallius? Oh no. Below Maze of Gallius? <laughs> I mean, there is also the option of above Guacamelee, but... Hmm. Which, like, I, I don't know, I feel like this is kind of similar to, to that, in that, like, I had a good time with this. I, I don't and think you're it's... Never gonna fl- you're never gonna think about it again. Yeah. Oh, that's that's disappointing, but fair. I, I, can't, I can't fault you. Uh... Um, so, I think I'm going to put it below Metroid Prime, right above Ma- Maze of Gallius. Okay. I will, I'm giving Metroid Prime points here for trying something different okay like at at the very least yeah like ambition goes a long way i gotcha but maze of gallus is too jank yeah see i really like maze of gallus but also that's not even in the running for me uh yeah so what number is that now for you uh so that is the eighth for me eighth game eighth best game you know not not too bad 
Of all time. Yes, of all time. Definitely, these numbers will never change. <laughs> For myself, um, I'm actually putting it just above Castle or uh, yeah, Symphony of the Night. Whoa, you're putting it above Symphony of the Night? I find it to be far more replayable than Symphony of the Night. Uh, I think its length and the fact that if I don't care about 100%ing it, and also by virtue of it being like one of the first randomizers I ever played, I think a lot of that's that boosts it up quite a bit. But I feel like uh, there's a lot more variety, I find. It's funner. And it gets out while the getting's good. Whereas I feel like if I'm going to like fully complete Symphony of the Night, once you get to the inverted castle, it starts to like become unfocused and meander a whole lot. Uh, insert joke here about the podcast. That's fair. On both accounts. <laughs> we do lose focus and meander a whole bunch. Uh, why, when have we ever started talking about Mario games? Or Final Fantasy. Or, or Final Fantasy. Uh, or, or about the times that we've meandered. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting dangerously meta. It is. So and t- uh, in order to like kind of uh, pull the emergency break here, uh, I'll say that uh, if you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or do the needful. Uh, follow us on Twitter at InvertedCastleP or email us at InvertedCastlePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm not missing anything, all right? am I? Uh, I have to tell you what game we're playing next. That's true. Um, which... Yeah, teacher, I almost forgot. You didn't assign us homework. I'm feeling like we should go back to the to ye old olden days again. Back, back, back to the past Samurai Jack style? Yeah. And actually, uh, funnily enough, this is another game in the Dragon Slayer series. You, you son of... It'll oh, be no. better, I promise. It better be, or it better be worse. <laughs> Legacy of the Wizard. I know this game. Which in uh, Japan was Dragon Slayer for Drassla family? Drassel the, the, family? The Drassel family. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen entire playthroughs of this game. Um whole oh, good luck to us both. <laughs> this is get your get your guide ready. Uh is this a like I know there's a Famicom port, I believe, but it was there MSX slash PC ninety eight? Oh, I don't even remember. I don't have that written down on my big oh, list no. of games. Well, we'll figure it out and probably much like the Dragon Slayer episode, uh, try and find different ports and compare and contrast if they exist. Otherwise, that's going to be some fun in heavy quotes. <laughs> oh, how do you like run-based Metroidvanias? <laughs> slightly. It, it, slightly. It's a, it's a unique game, but... yeah. I mean, I'm interested in it because of the, I've heard about the character swapping. I was like, oh, that's a thing that Mo- Metroidvanias don't really do very much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's for a good reason. <laughs> I, yeah, it's somewhat similar to Maze of Gallius, I think. I'm not sure, though, so uh, save it for next time. With that, uh, I think it's time to bid you adieu. Uh, I've been Eric Fox. And I've been Thomas Plate. And until next time, if we ever lose our way, you got to be the ones to kill us. Yeah. Also, don't go to Japanese shrines during eclipses. It's so important.